are all miracles and must make the most of our limited time here. Each of us have these unique gifts to contribute and it's our job to develop these gifts and give them away. The Preschool SLP is about working smarter to create real change in ourselves and in others. Being an SLP is a mission. Let's discuss topics that matter. What are the game-changing strategies? How can we treat the whole child? How can we create the shiniest versions of ourselves and of our clients? We're here at the drawing board for a reason. Together, let's create better. Today, I'm going to share four ways to get out of the February funk. It is not just you. If you're feeling lower energy, if you're feeling like your students have lower energy, there is a reason for that. There's been less sensory stimulation because we've been cooped up inside. And nature really brings to life our senses. So what we want to do is we want to bring some more sensory experiences inside to stimulate ourselves, to stimulate the children, to bring them back to life, to get the energy levels up, to get the engagement up, to get the dopamine levels up. So I'm going to share with you today four ways that you can do that. Before we dive in, I just wanted to apologize. My voice is very raspy today, and that's because last week I came down with the type A influenza. I'm feeling better today, but one of the residual side effects is my voice sounds pretty froggy. I apologize for my froggy voice. I promise you that the content is going to be great. I'm all in on this episode, and I'm doing this for myself, but I'm doing this for you too. These strategies are tried and true in my clinical experience. They're really going to help you out. So the first thing I'm going to recommend is a sunlight lamp. Now, the one I'm going to recommend for you is very dim. It's very soft. It's not like one of those headlights, medical grade lights that are into some individuals. The one I'm going to recommend is called the RSC Cleaner Light Therapy Lamp. I'm going to show you on the YouTube clip. This is it right here. Now, it's a little $39.99 globe, and I think it's been made by a 3D printer. That's what it looks like. And I call it either my frozen Elsa lamp. I call it my Disney magic ball. I've called it a moon lamp. I've called it a Harry Potter magic lamp. I call it many different names depending on the child when they enter into the magic toy room, which is what my speech therapy room is. I've purchased two of these lights, and these lights are at 10,000 Lux, which is a great light for sunlight. However, because they are so soft and you can have them in a rose-colored tone, a golden tone, or a white tone like you see right here in the YouTube clip, they really are calming. So the children really love these globes. I purchased two of them for my therapy room. And because of the increase in sunlight, you're going to get an increase in dopamine levels, and it's going to help regulate their circadian rhythm, which keeps them awake 
during the daytime, even though there's less sunlight outside. Oh, I love these. I highly recommend them. The name of them, once again, that I use is the RSC Cleaner, which is one word, light therapy lamp. I got it from Amazon. I'm in no way affiliated with them. I'm just telling you the ones I like. And this is $39.99. I purchased two for my therapy room. The kiddos love them. I hate fluorescent light myself. And there is some research to indicate that fluorescent light is upsetting for children with autism and for those that are sensory sensitive. So I try to keep the fluorescent lights off as much as possible. The research indicates they simply are just not good for kids that have sensory sensitivities. So that's my number one recommendation. Let's bring some more sunlight inside. Now, the Mayo Clinic has a note about these sunlight lights, and they say that you have to be careful with them for individuals who are bipolar, because if they have prolonged exposure to these lights, it could provoke a manic episode. I just wanted to share that with you. Normally, therapy sessions, my therapy sessions run between 15 to 30 minutes in length. And many professionals say 30 minutes of length in this sunlight type of light is a great amount of exposure for children. So that is my first recommendation. Of course, um, refer to your medical professionals that you work with at your setting. However, like I said, this light here is very dim. Even though it says it's a 10,000 lux, because of the shade on it, it's extremely dim. I think it's very, very safe, generally speaking. However, consult your medical professional. Number two, what else are we going to do to increase the sensory stimulation activities because they are not outside with nature because it's so cold outside and they've been more sedentary and more cooped up on the inside? And that is what I like to do is simply take Rubbermaid containers and I like to fill them with different textures. So I'm going to give you a laundry list of items, and there's more that I'm not thinking of as I'm going through them right now, that I've put in simple plastic Rubbermaid containers that are the size of shoeboxes. And what I do with those containers is in my task-oriented movement therapy activities, I always, always, always use the stickers that have the word and bold print in the picture. Now, I always use these with all of my task-oriented movement therapy activities because it is very important for children with autism. It's important for them for their language development expressively and also for their language comprehension. So there is research that indicates that children who are minimally speaking really are benefiting improving their language comprehension and their expression by having the printed word and the picture married with the object. So every single task-oriented movement therapy activity I do, I have these stickers. And these are my CIS membership, and I myself am a CIS member, and I use these every single week. I have two of these activities. So I will take these stickers that have the word and bold Coco Puff print on them, that have the picture, and I match them to the object, and I hide them inside of these Rubbermaid sensory bins. So what do I put inside of these Rubbermaid sensory bins? Here's a laundry list of ideas. Cotton balls, paper clips, coffee beans, rice, confetti, sand, pebbles, 
rubber erasers, pine cones, feathers, artificial flowers, foam peanuts, noodles, Play-Doh, lentils, broken crayons, rice, clothespins, poker chips. So I put anything you can think of in these bins. What I do is I'll take the sticker that has the printed word and the picture of the object that we're playing with in that movement activity, and I hide it inside of these bins. The children dig through the bins. They find the sticker. It's really exciting and fun for them. They're having a variety of sensory experiences, but they're not getting that because they're not going outside in nature over the winter too much. And then they pick out their sticker, then they go and they find the object, and they complete their task-oriented movement therapy activity. So it's simply a Rubbermaid container with filled with something special inside for them to rummage through. Now, what I do is I take that object and I put it in a Ziploc bag and I get to use it over and over again. The cotton balls, the rubber racers, whatever it is, whatever texture the children are going to explore through and feel. So that's my second tip for bring the children to life when we're having the February funk. So remember, what we want to do is we want to dial up the sensory stimulation. And the first way we did that was visually by having our sunlight lamps. Now remember, the sunlight lamp that I recommended, it's not medical grade. It's very dim. If you buy it yourself, you're going to see it's very light on the eyes. Of course, you're going to have to consult your own medical uh, professional, but it's been a really nice addition for my therapy rooms I use too. The second one we talked about is increasing the tactile stimulation, the tactile experiences, the proprioceptive experiences by being exposed to a variety of materials and simply adding that sensory bin in which you're going to hide your materials into the sensory bin for the child to find. So whatever speech materials you're going to be using anyways, throw them inside that Rubbermaid container. The third way that we're going to get out of that February funk This is water play. I'm going to give you some ideas of what we can do with water. I like to, one thing I like to do is take animals and I like to freeze them in a bowl of water. And the children chip away at that bowl of water and they save the animals by taking the animals outside of the bowl of the water. So it could be animals, it could be people, it could be vehicles. You can hide jewels, you can hide anything in a bowl frozen of water and have a lot of fun in melting that ice. I use tools such as a plastic hammer. A second thing we can do for water play to increase that sensory stimulation during the February funk month is we can use spray bottles with water. So I'll just take a water bottle, put it with spray, and you can do so many different things with that. You can make it rain, you can wash animals, you can spray even these plastic stickers, you can make them wet. It just adds another sensory component to the experience. When you're using a spray bottle like this, I do like to limit the sprays to three sprays because otherwise you have a child that can go rogue with you on a spray bottle and you're chasing them around the room trying to get it out of their hands as they're shooting you and everything in sight with this water bottle. It's just that fun. Another thing I like to do with water is I like to have warm, soapy water. So maybe we're going to wash the cars and do a car wash. Maybe we're going to wash the animals and take care of the animals and be veterinarian. So just having that nice, warm, bubbly, soapy water is a lot of fun, and it's a good way to disinfect your toys. Because let's face it, 
someone on your caseload is likely sick. Odds are someone's sick and we're going to have to do a lot of disinfecting. The next thing we can do with water is we can go ahead and we can put paint inside of these spray bottles and we can spray the snow with water and we can make some urals with the snow and go outside and spray with the, the snow with different colors of water. We can also hide objects inside of a bin of snow. We can hide objects inside of a bin of ice to find, like we talked about our Rubbermaid sensory containers earlier on. We can also do ice fishing in which we can have snow and under the snow are hidden animals in which we're digging in and we're trying to find them with a net and net out the fish. We can also do iceberg on polar animals. So we can take a frozen piece of ice, we can put the polar animals on, and we can see that as it gets warmer, that the iceberg is melting. And when the iceberg melts, the animals have to swim. So the problem is if they don't have an iceberg, then they can't take a break. And how long can someone swim without taking a break? So we can really talk about big issues in terms of global warming and climate change by having a simple iceberg in water and seeing what happens with the polar animals. We can also make snow globes by water bottles. So we can take the plastic water bottles, we can put oil inside, we can put food coloring inside, we can put glitter inside, we can put different objects inside and see whether they float, whether they sink and talk about that. Shake them up and we can make a wonderful rain stick sound. There's so much we can do with water play and the water play is going to add this other sensory component. So what we're doing in this February funk and we do have the February funk. The February funk is real. The February funk is because we're not going outside. We're being more sedentary. We also have less sensory experiences. We're going to turn up the sensory experiences inside to engage these children and to also get their attention and to increase their dopamine levels. It's also going to add novelty to the play. Sensory is very, very powerful. Now, of course, with all of these experiences, children are never forced to engage in sensory experiences. They're simply offered. In the same way, you're not going to force a child to eat a food. You simply offer the item to the child. And when the child is comfortable, they'll interact with this object. Number four, we're going to talk about, we talked about this 108 in the last episode. We're going to move more. So sedentary is really important. We talked about this in the last episode. Being sedentary really not only impacts, we talked about the child's body, it also impacts the child's brain. It impacts the child's cellular development. So even at the mitochondria level, the cells are more dysfunctioned in individuals who are sedentary or individuals that are engaging in restrictive repetitive play. What's really important that these children are moving and that these children are engaging in a variety of experiences. It's not only the brain that's impacted, it's not only the body that's impacted. We're talking about the Russian stacking dolls. It's the cells that are impacted. The good news is that what your research has shown is that movement can reverse this damage. What I like, of course, is task-oriented movement therapy activities. They're a very big cut above from other movement activities out there. So sensory integration movement activities, it's not that they're not beneficial. They are beneficial, but they're not going to improve executive function. 
you want to improve higher order thinking skills, you're going to want to move to task-oriented movement therapy activities. And you're going to do as I'm doing is incorporate sensory integration as ingredients into the activity. Task-oriented movement therapy activities involves identifying a problem. You're creating a plan, you're taking action, and then you're checking it to completion. This is a higher level movement activity that treats the whole child and that you're improving their executive function skills while you're improving their movement skills, while you're improving their language skills, while you're improving their literacy skills. This is what top shelf intervention looks like. Sensory integration activities in themselves will not accomplish those goals. Aerobic activity in itself will not accomplish that goal. When we create our therapy activities, which is why I'm so proud of what I have in the CIS membership, it's the good stuff. It's educationally rich. My educationally rich, I mean, it treats the whole child. It's not just treating motor. It's not just treating language. It's not just treating literacy. It's not just treating sensory. It's not just treating executive function. It's treating all of the above. That's what you want to look for when you look at therapy activities. They're not all created equal. You want to do a therapy activity that is educationally rich, that is an open-ended activity that treats the whole child, and not just that treats one child on your caseload, but treats every child on your caseload. This is something that every single child on your caseload is going to benefit from. And why is that? Because we know that children who simply have articulation impairment likely to have executive function difficulties. We know that children with just language impairments are more likely to have executive function difficulties. We know that children with motor impairments are more likely to have executive function difficulties. So every child on your caseload is more likely to have executive function difficulties if you're working with children with communication disorders. So we want to treat the whole child. Those are my four tips that I share with you today. I hope that I'm bringing up my globe here. I hope that it brought some sunshine into your therapy rooms by sharing these four tips. Try them out. Tell me how they work for you in getting you out of this February funk. I want you to take all of this information, roll up your sleeves, and make the world a better place. One child at a time, you are always going to be first.